there's a term for it called house hacking. And so I tried a bunch of different things. I tried multi-level marketing. I tried selling life insurance, right? It didn't work for me. What is it? There's an expression, closed mouths don't get fed. Who are you? And where are you going? What do you want? Together, we'll find the ideal path on The Way to Wow Show with your host, Kevin Bemmel. Welcome to The Way to Wow Show. My guest this week is Mike Foster, a graduate of the U.S. Naval Academy, real estate investor, best-selling author, and the co-founder and host of the number one podcast for military and veteran people investing in real estate, the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast. Since 2017, Mike has interviewed some of the world's most successful entrepreneurs, including Robert Kiyosaki, Grant Cordone, and Jocko Willink. Mike is also on the board of directors for the Strategic Alliance for Veteran Integration, a nonprofit organization that helps military people transition to civilian life in a fantastic way. Mike is with us today to help get you started on your path to financial independence. How do you optimize your finances? Mike, thanks for coming all the way from Hawaii. And that just blows my mind. Thanks for having me. Are they gonna let you back in? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I took my COVID test yesterday and uh, I got a negative result, thank God. Okay. Which is good, right? So we're safe. But, right. uh, but my nostrils are definitely still, you know, <clears throat> flaring from just jamming that thing up my nose. So we'll see. Well, and all the crazy weather changes here. Yeah, so. right. So, you know, it, it, I, I always love speaking to someone who's been in the military who's made a successful transition to civilian life. I, I, I personally know how difficult that is, and I've worked with a lot of people who did. So your, your podcast, the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast, right? That's it, yeah. So I thought we, I'd start out by asking you, because I, I don't think a lot of people know when we talk about what is passive income, right? Yeah. So just why don't you kind of define that for us first as a starting off point, and then we'll, we'll kind of move from there. Absolutely. So passive income is not truly passive, right? I mean, it's, it's kind of a, a play on words because it, it gets you to think that money is coming in month after month without having to worry about it, which in a sense it kind of is, right? It's security, Right, and, but it's really, it's the ability to invest in something and get a constant return, right, month after month, uh, that requires very little of your time or effort, right? And that is the, the true definition, what I, I believe is the true definition of passive income. Right, so I guess that's as opposed to what we might call active income, which would be the income from your job, where you've gotta go work every day at it and, right, make, to, right. to generate the money. So you, you work with, primarily military people, veterans, um, gen helping them learn to generate passive income through real estate, right? Correct. So kind of talk to us about how, how does that work? How do you generate passive income from real estate in a way that you, know, you, can, you, can, you can be in the military, you know, which is more than a full-time job, right? To right. Be military work week, 50, 60 hours a week. Absolutely. Although that may not be that different in, in civilian life, but. 
Yeah. So how do you do that? So you can you can do it in many different ways because real estate is very diverse, as I'm sure you know with your background, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it can start as simple as turning that home that you purchased with your VA loan in your previous duty station, you turn that into a rental property, you have a, a property management company manage it for you, right? And as long as you're cash flowing on your expenses, your mortgage, right, your, um, your maintenance, maybe every once a month you have to replace something, um, but that management fee as well, once you're cash flowing on that money, then you have that return coming in. It becomes an extra paycheck for you, right? So that's that's your money working for you, right? That passive income there. But it can also be as complex as, you know, uh, say you come back from deployment and you have a bonus check that's, you know, sitting in, instead of going and buying that, you know, Challenger, right? Or that Jeep, <laughs> you know, you can invest that into something that will give you more return. Maybe you want to invest it in a multifamily, um, you know, property and it's a project with a bunch of investors. Maybe you want to um, invest that in, um, I've seen people buy into gas investments, right? Like crude oil, right? Type investments where they're cultivating the land and they're putting a return on that. I mean, that's not as necessarily real estate, but you know, it's it's a little bit, right? Related, I mean, yeah. Related, right? So there, there are many different things that you can do you know, with that, but specifically being able to turn that home into a rental property, right? That's, that's what I help teach and educate okay. veterans on doing because it's not as complicated as they'll think. And... And we're we're, spe- we're speaking right now p- specific specifically about veterans. So they have the VA loan eligibility. If they turn that house into a rental property, do they lose that eligibility or or they don't? They don't. They don't. So, so then they can go and buy another house to live in. Yes, you can use that VA loan again and again until you die. Now, the the fallacy with the VA loan is that. You have to use it for that one home, that dream home that you've always been looking to do, whether you want to build it or buy it and renovate it up, right? But that's not the case, right? The VA guarantees the bank money on, um, you know, from they, that they lend to you, right? A certain percentage of it. And you can continue to use that VA loan over and over again. Now, you can have it out twice at any given time. So if I buy a property at one duty station and I PCS to another, Right, and I have another VA loan that I take out on that property, then those are the two. And I have to either sell out of one or refinance out of a VA loan into something that's conventional or commercial right, as an investment um, in order to reuse it for the third time. But as long as you're you know, operating within the guidelines of the VA, you can use the VA loan until you die and you never lose that benefit. It's wow. an incredible benefit. So um, hopefully I'm not throwing you a curveball here. Are there... Are there similar programs where you could do the same thing, um, you know, without the VA for for people who have never been in the military? There are similar programs, right? You have your USDA loans, which also is another government type loan that you can get with zero money down. But those are for very specific areas for specific conditions. Um, You've got your FHA loan, which um, you can put three and a half percent down. So it's not, you know, zero percent, but it, it is a little bit of something. But it's great because... Even the FHA loan has a renovation component to it, right? Oh. If if that's something that you're looking to use, right? They call it the TO3K, um, and you can add that in conjunction with your FHA loan. And sometimes that's actually a great option for veterans to use if they already have their VA benefit, you know, fully entitled entitlement fully used, where they can't go zero percent. That's actually what my wife and I did in Hawaii, right? Oh. We bought with our second home with an FHA loan out there, right? But, um, but yeah, there are plenty of programs out there. 
You just have to ask the right questions, mm. right? And and you you don't. What is it? The expression "closed mouths don't get fed," right? <laughs> <laughs> so, that's it. I've never heard that, but that's true. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, so yeah, the FHA option where you're paying maybe three percent down that that sounds great. Here, you know, in in, in my neighborhood, you know, the idea of you know renting out a house. Uh, at, that was bought for you know with, with no money down, and and then go again in another house. I mean, the 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 prices are just they're they're too crazy. The rent could never right come close to to covering it. So, how do you deal with you know being in a market where the property prices are they're just too high to make that scenario practical? That's a great question, and. I'll be honest, if you had asked me this a year and a half ago, I wouldn't have had an answer for you that made it to a place where you can cash flow. But about a year and a half ago, I listened to a podcast. It was on Bigger Pockets, actually. And there was an investor in DC who had bought these A class properties, very nice high end um, you know, homes. And he would turn them from two bedrooms or three bedrooms into four bedrooms and five bedrooms. And he would, you know, make them really nice, throw in the nice appliances, countertops, you name it, right? Mm-hmm. And he would rent them on Section Eight. And the reason is because Section Eight, right? <laughs> especially when you're in high-income areas, right? There's usually demand for affordable housing, right? But you have a plethora of people coming in that have either a good job, right? They're honest, working people. They want a nice place to live, and they're looking for something that is nice. And so. He has had zero problems renting out any of his properties. He said he was talking about it, 35 properties at that point that he'd done this with. So he would buy these homes, force the appreciation by adding a couple bedrooms, and roll them into the Section 8 program, which the city pays per bedroom. They don't necessarily pay per market value. So there is a oh. cap in which the city will go up to, um, you know, to be able to pay towards. And usually it's a percentage of the income that the government will give the tenant Right? But it's guaranteed to you as the investor. So the government pays you directly every single month, and the tenant comes up with their difference of the rent, or whatever that would be. So it actually can cash flow on your mortgage, even in a high-cost area. Wow. Right? Wow, that's interesting. So for someone who has you know, really little or no money and no experience in, in real estate or in... You know this kind of investing. You know, how do they get started? I mean, it, 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 I mean, I'm thinking back. I mean, I, I think they would find it pretty scary. Yeah, you definitely would find it scary, and I get it. Uh, the the best place to start is always through education. Education is critical um, because you have to understand what it is that you're getting into before you take that plunge, right? But but if you're going to look for a property to buy, I would always absolutely start with the home that you're going to live in, um, especially if you're someone who, you know, is, um, you know, let's say, you know, more junior, junior enlisted, right, just kind of getting started, thinking about things financially. Um, if you have the ability to buy a home, even if it's a single family with multiple beds, bring in some of your friends, right, see if they can rent from you, rent out some of the extra bedrooms so that way at least you break even or cash flow on your mortgage, pocket some of your BAH, save that up, and then continue to build your education to move on to the next one. Right? Or you can buy a multifamily if you can afford it, but usually that is a little bit you know, higher, right? So the best place to start is in the home that you have. And we have, there's a term for it called house hacking. Um, so you can, oh, yeah. House hacking. House hacking. 
Yep, that's it. You can house hack through renting out extra bedrooms. Um, if you find a place that you want to add value to by you know maybe changing up the flooring yourself, um, the paint, carpets, right? Some cosmetics, adding some square footage is typically the best way to force appreciation into a home. Um, but that could be a little advanced. Um, you know, when I started out, I had bought a, t- a duplex in Virginia Beach, um, and it was uh, a two-story home. So I rented out the bottom, and I did short-term rentals on the top while I was on deployment. Right, and that was how I got my start. And I started in debt. I started with, I'll never forget. I started with thirty-five thousand dollars in debt, a personal loan that I that I owed back to the Naval Academy. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> but. <laughs> But you know, I uh, I was able to get this VA loan with my debt to income ratio. It still worked out, and uh, and that home ended up helping me pay off that debt and invest into further properties later. So you can wow. figure it out. Yeah. So so you mentioned the Naval Academy. This may be my misperception, but I don't think most people look at you know mil- us military people and go. Yeah, these these are these are the savvy investors around, right? No, not at all. Right? Yeah. Like they're looking at the typical marine and they're thinking if I absolutely have to have someone killed overnight, you know, call the marines or call the seals. But otherwise, so what what do you think was in your um, military background or even, you know, going to the Naval Academy that led you to this place or was there nothing and this is something you learned completely separate from it yeah that's a great question and i honestly think it was separate i don't think that there was anything that you know besides the critical thinking skills right that i've picked up along the way um that really led me towards real estate specifically uh my grandfather um you know he died when i was in high school but you know while i was a kid he would always drive me around looking at properties and say, oh, hey, Mike, look at this, look at this. And I'm just in the back playing with my Game, with game Boy, right, <laughs> trying to catch Pokemon. You know? So I wasn't paying any attention to it. And I never thought I would get into real estate. But really, I, I think it was me coming back from my first tour in Japan and realizing that I didn't actually want to make the Navy a career. Um, I kind of just wanted to use it as a stepping stone in life to get to my next point, but not really knowing what that point was. And so I tried a bunch of different things. I tried multi-level marketing. I tried selling life insurance, right? It didn't work for me. I saw it worked for some, but it just wasn't my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. But I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, written by Robert Kiyosaki. Oh, okay. And uh-huh. it just completely opened my mind to the world of real estate and being able to buy a home with my VA loan, get started and build that passive income, right, that I could use. And so my goal was to build that passive income to transition. That was oh, my goal. Okay. Yeah. So, um, if 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 somebody wants to take some kind of action on what you're recommending, they really want to get out started on this. So you mentioned, well, get educated. So wh- where can they do that? I mean, there's you know, see, everything you want is on the internet, right? Including. Everything that's you know wrong, mm-hmm. misleading, yes. will will take your money from Absolutely. you, right? It's right. it's it's it, every scam you can imagine. Right. You know, it's now it used to be scammers could only get you if if, the, if you know they were in person. Right. Now you know they're just a click away from you. So where where can people go or what can people do to take that first step toward building a passive income 
for, for, the fut for their future and their families' futures? That's a great question, and, and you set the stage because there is a lot of misinformation out there. Um, now, I could sit here and I can do a shameless plug. Yeah, come active duty <laughs> passive income, right? Come listen to our podcast, all that stuff, but you know that's out there. I would say the best advice that I could give to anyone getting started is to find a credible mentor. Find a credible mentor and follow them. Because really, at the end of the day, right, success is how you define it. It's not how anyone else defines it. And if there's a mentor out there that's doing what you want to do and they're doing it well, find that person, find a way to add value to that person and follow them, right? Shadow them, do whatever it is that they do repetitively for free, right? Mm -hmm. Be an apprentice. It's one of the oldest ways that you know, people became masters of any trade. Right? But if you find a solid mentor, that is the fastest and most efficient way to be successful at anything. And I didn't realize that until I hit my transition. Right? Because I had a mentor take me you know, aside and say, Mike, you are falling into a spiral. What are you doing? Pull up. <laughs> Pull up. Right? And, and, it, and that's, that's, what, that's what happened. And so every month I would sit down with this mentor and she really took me on her wing. She provided me all these different resources to you know, help me with my business, help me with my life, help me with my, my faith and my personal growth. I mean, it was great. And, um, and even though I felt like I'd hit some level of success, I would have never been able to hit that next threshold of success without having that mentor by my side. So you get the education, you get that networking all in one, and you get someone there to guide you as you take action so you don't take as many missteps as you would by yourself. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, you may not want to give a shameless plug, but but I will give you a shameless plug. <laughs> and and you you know you, you you don't have to be a member of the military to listen to active duty passive the active duty passive income blog. Uh, listen to me, the active duty passive income podcast. You you can you can definitely learn a tremendous amount from it. Um, I, I've actually, um, I heard about your podcast from, from somebody else, even though we met, we didn't meet through that person or anything. Oh, wow. I've, I've heard about it, you know, moving around in, in real estate circles oh, wow. uh, for, for a while. So, so <laughs> awesome. it, it, it really is a tremendous resource. I, I recommend it to you highly. And, and, and I, I think too, you know, the idea of, of finding a mentor, excellent, excellent advice. I've, I've given it. Many, many times myself. Again, no matter where you're at, not just for military people, whether you're civilian and making a career transition, looking to become an investor or whatever. Exactly. Right. Um, last, uh, I, I want to kind of give you the last word. Um, anything else that, that you would like the viewers to know about the message that you bring to them today? Um, you know, I, I don't really think there is anything. You know, just you kind of said it, you know, or you reinforce it, right? Having that mentor, it doesn't matter whether you're military or not. Um, you know, having someone to guide you and, and, and guide you through that transition in your life, whatever that transition is, um, really can take you to that next level, right? It gives you that sense of clarity. It gives you that sense of purpose. Um, it, it makes you feel confident in yourself, in your mission, and whatever it is that you want to, you know, do and serve to you know, with other people, right? And make money, whatever, whatever it is you want to do in life. It'll, it'll really help you get that next step. So, Excellent. So we've, we've got your thing. Oh, I think yeah. you got it right here. Mm -hmm. This is, this, tell, us, tell us about your, 
Oh, this is what you're talking about, uh, house hacking, right? Yeah, so house hacking is like the concept. We threw a military house hacking in on there because of who we serve, right? Mm -hmm. But yeah, this was um, our book that um, the five of us put together, five of us founders, and um, none of us had ever written a book before. It was just, you know, something we put together. Mm -hmm. Most of it, you know, is all unoriginal thought. You know, it's all most stuff that you find in other places, but we tried to craft it in a way that you know, anybody who has been in the service can understand um, the baby steps to building that financial base and knowledge. And so you're giving them an epiphany moment and saying, hey, maybe real estate is something I can use to, to build my success on, right? So that's Excellent. Cool. So why don't you put it up on the... Uh, All right. In there. Awesome. Right here? Uh, yeah, that, that's good. Okay, cool. A nice place of prominence. Oh, there it is. All right. Excellent. Cool. Mike, thanks so much for coming on the way to Wow Show. Thanks so much for having me. This was my honor and absolute like honor and privilege to be here. So I appreciate it. That's our show for this week, folks. Let's remember what my guest Mike Foster suggested about how to get started on that path to generating passive income. Find yourself a mentor, someone who's doing what you want to do, who's doing it well, who you can follow, learn from, meet people through. Find yourself a mentor. If you like the show, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on social media. Courage at all times, my friends. Marie, you're still my bell. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.